0: Welcome to the Financial Planner's Southeast Asia podcast, a show dedicated to driving the positive evolution of financial advice, specifically within Southeast Asia. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Gwen and you're here in XY Advisor Southeast Asia podcast. And today I am with um, one of the best people I know that is from our industry here in the Philippines, a financial advisor from Wealthy Minds. This is Earl Quick. Hi, Earl.
1: Hi, Gwen. Uh, Nice to have you here. Thank you for having me here.
0: Yes, thanks. Thanks for being here as well. So, um, I really wanted to. Talk to you about your experience here in the financial uh, financial advice industry in an X Y because I know that you started um, I guess two or three years ago, and I know that you've had a lot of success acquiring clients and growing your business. I really wanted to talk to you about that, but first, um, I want to get to or I want our audience to get to know you a little bit. So um, I'd like to ask. What made you decide to get into the financial advice industry?
1: Okay, so basically my, what got me into the industry was actually purely coincidental. Mm-hmm. I really had no idea what the financial industry was. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, So it just so happens that a few years back, like three years ago, I actually just resigned from my job and mm-hmm. I was about to start my business. And out of the blue, someone gave me a call. And told me that they were hiring and then mm-hmm. I listened to them, uh, gave them a shot. Uh, mm-hmm. they told me it was about a financial industry. And for me, considering that I am I was actually about to start my own business, so mm-hmm. I just had a thought in mind that why don't I give it a shot, just listen mm-hmm. to them, listen to the offer, and boom, there was Coco Crunch. Oh, yeah, they had And then I was and then I was I was I was here yeah so <laughs> so yeah, I was like um, just amazed with how they, mm-hmm. they presented the offer to me. Uh, I didn't apply. I did not present any like applications to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just gave me a call one day. and then it just purely coincidental that I was already out of the job. I just quit mm. my job, about to start my own business. I haven't initiated the business at all. So when that opportunity was presented to me, then I realized that yeah, this might be something that might probably be a calling because in a way hmm, they actually yeah. called. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so yeah. But that's how it all started.
0: All right. So it was um purely coincidental or should we say serendipitous all right that's actually great because some of um, the people I know as well who are in the industry started off like that like um, an opportunity presented itself um, to join the financial um, advice workforce and they um jumped into the bandwagon it totally worked for them we we get to help people while at the same time um growing our own business as well so it's like a win-win situation right exactly yeah right so i know that you have um you are under wealthy minds and under sir uh, tony ruiz but you do have your own like business Unit. Business unit, yes, with uh, your own financial advisors as well. So uh, I know that your business name is AMDG. So what does that stand for?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm glad actually asked me about it. I was about to edit my name. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, but uh, since you asked me about it, AMDG is actually an abbreviation for Ed Mayorum de Gloria. So it's actually mm. a Latin, Latin phrase uh, which actually mm. came from the Society of Jesus which means for the greater glory of God, translated in mm. English. So, mm. so uh, it's a little religious in a way. But uh, I have been in the sales industry for a very, very long time. And mm. being part of the, insu- uh, the insurance industry, the financial industry, is a little bit similar, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So there is, a, there is a slight difference between how you do things in sales, direct sales, rather than how we do things here in this industry. So given this, uh, when I was about to like uh, make my, my brand as a business unit, so mm-hmm. I was able to decide that why not uh, dedicate whatever it is that we are doing or planning to do, all for the greater glory of God, and in a way, hope for the best, do whatever we can, and try to learn mm-hmm. and learn as much as we can, and again, bottom line is to just make sure that whatever we do, whatever we accomplish, even our failures, we all dedicate it through their greater glory of God, so,
0: something like that. Oh, and definitely you are you are blessed. You are definitely blessed because um, as I know, you have 22 advisors under you, right? With yeah, 350 plus clients um, in your business. So congratulations. That is a lot of clients and a lot of advisors as well now i want to talk about the uh, um your advisors first because 22 um, advisors is a lot how do you like manage or help them out with like their goals and their um i know here in the philippines that we do have coda so how do you assist and manage your financial advisors in order for them to reach their individual goals yes
1: yeah. so basically managing uh, advisors. Uh, what I always uh, put into priority is to always Mm. ask them uh, what is it that they need and what is it it that they actually want want to achieve in life. And Mm. uh, I try to align it with whatever it is that we can actually offer here in this industry. And of course, to give them uh, this to set their expectations that this is not an easy industry, (laughs) to be honest. So I have been in the sales industry for a very, very long time and Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a totally different industry. So it's not just about selling and selling and selling. It's more creating that certain brand, personal brand, uh, company brand, whatever brand it is that you're trying to present to your clients or prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a little different. It's a little different. So mm-hmm. let's try to set the expectations that if you really work this out, you really want to mm-hmm. uh, succeed, regardless of any industry that you are going to be in, whether it's financial industry, the industry that we're currently mm-hmm. at right now, or it may mm-hmm. be a different yep. industry, whether regardless if you're a employee or anything like that, then you really have to have uh, your time, commitment, and your effort and your drive. You just have to make sure that these things are going to be complete and intact whenever you join my team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. basically how I uh, manage them.
0: All right, that's that's really good. That's um, and I that's really good advice as well. And how do you how did you actually acquire uh, 22 advisors and make sure that they, they stay in the industry? Because I know there are a lot of people who come in and then try it out and. Realize it's not for me. Like me, right? I, I started a, as a financial advisor and realized that I was never really going to be good at sales. But I do like talking to people, and thus I started. Um, I, I deviated to financial advice education instead. So, how did you acquire those talents, and how uh, how have you managed to keep them?
1: Yeah, uh, keeping financial advisors in your roster is uh, indeed very difficult, especially if, mm. uh I'm not really sure with other industries, how they do to compensate mm. the advisors, but in my, here in my team, you don't really like uh, have an employer-employee relationship. So the control is somewhat uh, limited. You, mm. you can't, uh, you can't really like control them like as if they were employees that uh, <laughs> threatened them, threaten them to move job. <laughs> Not to give them any wage. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, this is a production-based industry mm-hmm. that we're currently mm-hmm. at here in the Philippines. Here, you know, it's a company, yep. mm-hmm. so it's basically it's all about motivation. Uh, mm-hmm. Just try to keep them motivated. Try to mm-hmm. always remind them why they initially even started to join. Why they, mm-hmm. why they even thought of joining. Yeah, there are ups and downs. It's very, very normal. It's just that you just keep on trying to go back, communicate with them, and they just try to talk, talk, talk. <laughs> they just, uh, just, commu- I think it's just communication. Just keep the communication line, just like a relationship. You just have to
0: yes, you to <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as I was going to point that out, that communication, just like any relationship. Now that's good because my next question is um, around that as well. So uh, I mentioned earlier that you have acquired in the almost three years that you've been in this this industry, three hundred fifty clients under your business. So how did you get all those three hundred fifty clients?
1: Well, actually, it was a collaborative effort from the team. So Mm. it wasn't really just mine. Although Mm. I also do personal, like, uh, personal selling for Mm. for our products, but uh, like half of it is actually from the team. More than half of it is from the the team, from my financial advisor. So one thing that's actually probably like here in our industry is that you just need to make sure that you have a particular niche that you're, Mm. you're actually trying to target. So if you're focused Mm. on individuals or families, then you go do that, you master that first. Mm. Mm -hmm. Once you're comfortable with that niche, try to get out of your comfort zone and try to look for a different Mm. niche. So in Mm -hmm. our case, what we did was we diversified our niche. Some people Mm. were good in individual selling. Some people Mm. were family-based sellers and Mm. uh, some were also corporate sellers. So instead mm. of like, yeah, instead of uh, selling to individuals, why mm. not get a whole group like a company, mm. something like mm. that? So most of us, yeah, so a fraction of our client base is actually uh, on their corporate side of the business. Mm. So corporate businesses. So mm. in a way, we don't just get one individual in a business. So we get yeah. the entire yeah. company. Uh, that's, mm. that's a it's probably one of the reasons why we yeah, why we have a humble amount of clients. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's very interesting. Like, how were you able to? How were you guys able to um, tie up with a corporate or a business? Um, I know because it's that's quite um, interesting because it's not easy to uh, acquire that relationship with a, a company, right?
1: Yes, exactly. So mm. it's yeah. Establishing your brand towards these companies is actually, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it ain't easy. But mm-hmm. I tell you, it's also not impossible. So it's it's also mm-hmm. doable. But it's not easy. So you really have to do the legwork. You really have to mm-hmm. talk to the right people, and of course, you mm-hmm. have to expand your network. So uh, when we are doing prospecting, we always try to uh, like also assess this particular person's influence, uh, the mm-hmm. level of influence that he has, the connection that he has and to also try to check if whether or not he is connected into companies such that we are actually targeting. Like mm. if they have their you own know, mm. companies, they know someone who has, a, who has a company, so it's more of a referral system that we actually do companies. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that's what we, uh, we actually get, to, uh, get our corporate clients from. And from one corporate client, they reference a different corporate client. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So we dominate oh. so really important to make sure that you have a, a good relationship with them.
0: Oh, that's really great. So um, another company that uh, has tied up with you would actually refer you to other companies <laughs> uh, <laughs> and to other. Yeah, that's really awesome. So your business just keeps on growing because. Um, There are new employees that come into that business. Right. And they go directly um, under yours or you get like they get insurance from your financial advisor. So that's really interesting uh, because I know that a lot of financial advisors aspire to get corporate tie ups. And it's very hard to nail because there are times that you get a prospect and it doesn't stick. So I'm really glad that you were able to get um, a few and that has helped you grow your clients. So 350 clients now now that your business is really growing like what are your plans for 2021 like especially now we are in the new normal and we can't go outside only have these like virtual meetings with our clients like what are your plans for your team
1: yeah so actually the plan is just to keep on moving so just to make sure that we are actually continuing uh our activities like to continue to talk to people, get to know people. Mm-hmm. And I always uh, remind my financial advisors that it's not really about closing a sale, but it's more on making sure, I know it sounds cheesy, but <laughs> it's all—it's more about uh, helping people that realize that mm-hmm. the true reason why we're doing what we do, why we're offering mm-hmm. insurance products to them, is because we want to help protect them. For whatever that mm. would happen to them in the future, that they might not mm. be able to have total or absolute control of. And these mm. are things that would really like drain your wallet if you mm, are yeah. not prepared. So mm. I always keep on reminding them you may be talking to like 10, 20 clients and you're not still able to close a deal or anything with them. But that is okay because the fact of the matter is what you're doing is not really like making money out of them of fun, mm. but to educate them that if this is something that would happen to you in the future, not really like threatening them or anything like that, but to just give them like a reality check that there are really things mm. in life you have no absolute control. Like, mm. uh, just like waking up in the morning, if it's time to wake up, you really have to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, something, like, something like that. <laughs> like, we yeah, so, can't
0: keep yeah. on snoozing the alarm.
1: You can't keep <laughs> on snoozing the alarm.
0: <laughs> exactly, that's so true. Um, and I, I did mention that we are, we are now in the new normal, and I think that poses as one of the, like it can either uh, make or break a business, and we've seen a lot of um, businesses right now who has caved, um, and we're not able to keep up with, with like the new normal so how are you able to like grow your business and uh, despite the you know being unable to um, visit or talk to clients face-to-face do you purely uh, do you you and your advisors purely go on like virtual meetings or do you still go uh, go ahead and meet with your clients face-to-face
1: yeah, so uh, initially when the pandemic happened like uh, last mm. year, everyone was forced to go digital or else mm, you're not yes. going really, like, to uh, earn anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yes. yeah, so um, it was like a, a private thing for them to really like, realize that you really have to maximize whatever is there in front of you, whatever resources that are made available, make sure that you will be able to use it, whatever resources mm. that you think that you might need in the future that you still don't have, then go ahead and get it, <laughs> like a stable yeah. internet connection for, for storage. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, basically, the uh, I'm just glad here for 2021. Uh, the year is very very promising. Uh, mm. That uh, cure for the uh, for the COVID uh, problem mm. is, is mm. already like spreading out. Vaccines yeah, the vaccine. Are,
0: yes, yes. You know, mm.
1: Vaccines are arriving. So it's mm. very promising, although there is no certainty still. That's why we're here yes. in the industry.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> yes.
1: No yeah, there are no certainties, but uh, mm. it's promising, and it gives us hope that... Uh, I have to admit, not all my advisors are able to adapt 100% to the virtual mm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially for those advisors that are a little bit aged. Mm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit aged. So they're not really less comfortable talking to a uh, monitor or mm-hmm. doing this, this mm-hmm. sort of thing. So they, they are afraid of technology. So there are mm-hmm. some advice that are like that. But mm-hmm. uh, just to give them hope, uh, right now, borders are slowly opening. So mm-hmm. hope that they can redo what they were doing previously to do mm-hmm. one-on-one uh, meetings or meetups with their clients. So yeah, there, there, is hope, there is hope. So my plans, just keep doing something make sure that we always have activities.
0: Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Just keep doing something. So I know that a lot of people have been, um, especially last year, that they've been paralyzed because they're not really sure what to do in order to um, continue earning, right? So that is actually one of the best advice, just keep doing something and um, anyway, something would come up, right? If some, if one thing does not work, then try another one. I think that's really good. Now, um, you mentioned that some of your financial advisors are struggling and those are usually the ones that, um, are afraid of technology. So like, how are they now? Like, are they trying to get back with talking to their clients face-to-face um, since the borders are slowly opening or like um, are they trying to keep up with technology?
1: Yeah, well, the good thing with them is they are actually trying to adapt, trying to learn the technology mm. differently at, mm. like this uh, meeting,
0: virtual mm. meetings,
1: uh, doing virtual meetings. And right now, since malls are opening, coffee shops are opening, mm. I'm mm. also trying to encourage them to do are comfortable meeting up with your clients face-to-face, then you can actually mm. do so. But just be preventive and trying to make mm. sure that you are still cautious because mm. uh, the virus is still there. The threat is yes, still yes.
0: There. Mm. yes. Yes, that's good. I'm glad that uh, things are working out again uh, for us. And I agree, this year is very promising. There's the vaccine and our borders are slowly opening up. Um I do see that there's a lot of people in coffee shops again. So coffee shops are now very noisy again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, I hope that people get to um be in a place where everything is good again because I know that people are still struggling, but I actually I feel that some uh, there's good uh, there's something good about Um, what has happened right now because uh, because of what happened people are have are now introduced to virtual meetings which actually saves us or saves financial advisors right because you can just be in the comfort of your own home for those who are tech savvy enough um, you can talk to your clients you don't have to um, get stuck in traffic and then try your best to be on time um, in the coffee shop to meet with your client or maybe it's your client who gets stuck in traffic and you just keep on waiting for them um, in the coffee shop so like do you prefer online meetings to um, in-person meetings or you still really like appreciate online meeting uh, or meeting people face to face, to face. Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, basically, in uh, in terms of preference, uh, I I'm actually enjoying the virtual meetings right now. Mm. So for me, it's uh, to be honest, it's more cost effective because mm. first, if you don't you don't really need to spend on gas, you don't really need to mm. spend on air, you don't even need mm. to buy a cup of coffee for your for your client. It's <laughs> you yeah, so, it's, a, it's, it's more cost effective, but mm-hmm. in terms of the effectivity in uh, closing the deal with your clients, mm-hmm. um, I'd say it's 50 uh, 50. Uh, mm-hmm. So, there are clients that are more comfortable. They're really able to talk to you face to face. They're able to like hold the proposal that you're actually making mm-hmm. for them. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. So,
1: they still, uh, just like in selling books, there are still people who are in softbacks, paperbacks. There is people who love to have the feeling of touching the paper.
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. We have that sense of like uh, unity or like, uh, I don't know how they call it.
0: I know. I understand. I understand. I love physical books too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The feeling of holding a book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree. I agree. I think nothing beats the... Um, like the, the human touch, um, yes. and yes, yes, I agree with that. But 50 50, that's interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, um, how other financial advisors are doing with that as well. But that's good that you brought that up. Now, uh, you mentioned that you uh, this year is going to be, um, interesting for you. What are your uh plans for um twenty twenty one specifically like do you have any targets um any goals you want to um smash this year
1: yeah so basically uh my biggest target for this year for twenty twenty one is to actually like uh, double or triple the current manpower mm-hmm. that I have. So if we mm-hmm. have twenty two advice right now. I am hoping to end up with at least sixty. Sixty said you want to see it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy because a lot of people are still in, the, in this like, uh, mentality that mm-hmm. if you get to work for something, you need to definitely mm-hmm. have a 15th and 30th pay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, guess. Yeah, so, so it's, going, it's not going to be easy, but I, I see a lot of uh, uh, talents out there that oh are actually God. doing business. And the fact of the matter is uh, people who are business minded are actually the ones that are going to flourish in this type of industry, in in my personal standpoint, because they realize that there are things that uh, you need to invest with, and it's Mm -hmm. not just about money. You Mm -hmm. need to invest your time, you need to invest your effort, and sometimes the return of investment is going to take a little bit, uh, a little bit um, more than the usual, just Unlike Mm -hmm. with a typical employment, Mm where you, regardless if you're still a rookie, you're still new, then you really get to expect something in return out of your effort each Mm -hmm. and every single month, each and every payday. Mm -hmm. So Mm -mm -mm. uh, it's promising. And that's the goal to expand uh, AMDG and to Mm -hmm.
0: yeah,
1: hopefully also double or triple the number of people that we've actually helped. So yeah, it's really part of the mission.
0: Uh, yeah, so good luck. I, I wish you the best in that. I know you can hit that 22 by the end of this year, 60. So, that's 60. that's I will get you back on that at, at the end of the year. Maybe we can have another podcast and see.
1: Me um, only
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And I'm going to ask you how you were able to hit your target. For this year, but before we end this podcast, um, I just have um, one more question for you, Um, and that is like, if you had the chance to change anything when you were starting out um, as a a financial advisor, would there be anything that you'd like to change, or are there any advice that you thought that you would have um, listened to sooner?
1: Uh, probably uh, the biggest advice that I could actually uh, give to our audience right now is to,
0: mm.
1: if you're still starting out, mm. don't go for the money right away. Because mm. honestly speaking, uh, I know that nobody wants to do a financial advisor's job if there weren't no money involved. So mm. that, would, that would be weird. But you know, uh, my advice would be don't go for the money right ahead. Because mm-hmm. believe it or not, money is just an output of what you're going to actually offer Mm -hmm. towards your clients the sincerity Mm. has to be there and you have to learn what you're you're actually presenting not just Mm. the the things that your clients would want to hear but also Mm. the things your clients are actually afraid to hear so Mm -hmm. uh, always be transparent to your clients in whatever it is you're actually offering to them maybe life insurance maybe health insurance uh non-life or general insurance so be Mm. transparent to them be honest with them it is what it is so yes give them show them everything and uh, just hope that they are going to accept your offer so that's it Mm. and then just keep on doing Uh, a rejection for with one client doesn't necessarily mean that it's a total rejection for all clients so so there is always going to be someone out there that is going to get an insurance policy from you
0: Yes, the ones who are ready. Ah, that's good. That's good. Thank you so much, Earl, and thank you for giving me uh, a bit of your time answering my I questions. Know. I know I ask <laughs> you a lot of questions, and I hope that you do get your do you do hit your target. So I will be talking to you soon this year uh, and you see your progress. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty or fifty nine, that's good enough. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Have thank a good you so one.
1: For having me here. Bye guys.